The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So taking taking an upright alert posture something there's a intimate connection between posture and alertness and posture and relaxedness and to have a balance of a posture which expresses some modicum of alertness, especially in the spine. Have a balance with some feeling of being at ease or relaxed in your body, especially in the shoulders and the belly. At the beginning of a sitting, taking some care with your posture. And perhaps taking a few long, gently slow breaths. Almost as a ritual to establish a connection with your body and with your breathing. Taking these deeper breaths as a way of letting yourself know that here, in this body, at this time, is the territory of practice. It's the place where a deeper connection to yourself, to life, can unfold here in this body, in this mind, at this time. And then letting your breathing return to normal. And for the purposes of mindfulness of breathing, you can just let your breathing take care of itself. You just don't have to make any special effort to breathe in any special way, at least not for now. And you might scan through your body to see if there's any obvious places in your body that you can relax, soften. Maybe you can soften around the eyes and jaw. Softening around the shoulders, around the shoulder blades. Even if the shoulders don't relax, there can be a 
feeling of softening or opening or allowing. Whatever's there in the shoulders. Softening in the belly, letting the belly hang forward and down. And then we might begin now with a more the intimate connection to breathing, intimate awareness. But that's maybe not so much that you're bringing awareness to your breathing as it, as it is that the movements and sensations of the body as it breathes are intimately coming to you intimately coming into awareness. As if the rhythm of breathing is massaging you from the inside and you receive the massage. The massage works better if you're present and aware of the rhythm of Expanding and contracting, lifting and falling. And how the breathing shows itself to us varies from sitting to sitting, time to time. And you might take a little bit of time just to be curious, to investigate. What's the nature of breathing now? What's the, what, parts of, what parts of your body are alive as you breathe, moving, sensing? There are places where the breathing feels held or tight or uncomfortable. It's completely okay for it to be that way. You don't have to react to it. Just be intimate with it all. Just feel it all, allowing it to be as it is. Be curious. What is this lived experience of breathing like for you now?
the intimate approach to breathing is kind of like being in your in your breathing, becoming one with breathing, being your breathing. The intimate approach to breathing maybe is supported by, as you exhale, riding the exhale or sliding with the exhale all the way to the end, relaxing with the exhale. Letting go of your thoughts so you can Ride the exhale to the end.
and then staying with your breathing as if it's kind of the center of it all. See if you can open a kind of peripheral vision, peripheral awareness to include more broadly the experience of being in a body. Feeling how the body experiences breathing and how maybe the body is includes more than just the experience of breathing. Where there's a rippling out of the effect of breathing through the body. Staying with your breathing, but but they also have a peripheral vision, awareness of your body. The kind of peripheral vision that doesn't get involved or entangled with what's going on. Just allows it to be there, but knows it's there. And if you're uncomfortable in your body in any way at all, it's okay. Just hold that in the peripheral vision allowing it to be there, knowing it's there, but not getting involved, staying with the breath.
And then as you continue to sit, staying with the breath at the center of it all, in that peripheral vision, relaxed, open, of your body, if there's easy ways to relax your body, to soften any tension that might be. As you breathe, see if you can relax your body more fully, settle into it, softening the face, shoulders and chest. Maybe there can be a softening in the arms, the hands. into your pelvic cavity. And down your legs. Perhaps the awareness of your breathing and the body can be more from the inside out. At this point, rather than being distant from it or being up in the control tower, watching it, knowing it, 
letting the awareness be right in the middle of it, within the body, emerging through the body. Letting awareness come and go with the coming and going of breathing, rhythm of breathing through your body. Letting awareness be like a rhythm too of filling your body and settling the body, moving through. And if it's easy enough to relax, to soften the body.
allowing yourself to feel the full length of the inhalation, the full length of the exhale, letting the full experience of breathing arise in awareness with a broad peripheral vision of the body within which all this occurs.
And then in a minute or so, I'll ring the bell to end the sitting. And when I do, notice what happens to your awareness. Notice what happens to your awareness of awareness. Does your sense of awareness disappear? Does it change? How does it change? What happens when you hear the bell? So that guided meditation was based on the first tetrad of the 16 steps, the first four steps. So it's first becoming familiar and stabilized on breathing itself. And then becoming aware of your body, as well as staying with the breath, staying with the rhythm. The idea of the rhythm, the constancy of breathing, um, it's kind of like a thread that runs through all this. And it helps us from getting caught up in our thoughts and getting distracted. It keeps us grounded here. It's kind of like the the beat that keeps going, keeps the music going, you know. Stay with the breath, stay with that beat, with the rhythm. And then when they're opening up and including some sense of the body. And this will happen uh, fairly naturally uh, as people get more settled and focused and in the present moment, more relaxed and here. Uh, they tend to become at some point more aware of their body. Their body becomes more alive or more, uh, you know, becomes, tends to become stand out more. Sometimes for no other reason that it starts getting uncomfortable. And, you know, your knees hurt or hip hurts or something. But also that uh, the, as we become more more relaxed and as we're less fixated on our preoccupations, um, the awareness is a chance to flow into the the body or the, pick up the various senses that are being that are alive and stimulated, active uh, in the body. And so the body tends to become more prominent. And if it doesn't become more prominent, then it's uh, nice sometimes to practice to make it more prominent, to kind of include more of a body awareness as part of this. And then as we become more aware of the body, the, it becomes fairly natural to notice where there's holding in the body, where there's tension. And so, um, so we just familiarize ourselves with that, just breathe and be aware of that, breathe and just know the tension. And it's very important not to be in a hurry to do anything about it or to judge it, just to let it be, just be with it breathe with it, let it kind of take its, do what it does. But at some point, the uh, instructions are to relax the body. And uh, you can focus, it's possible to get too neurotically focused on relaxing, and that's all we do. But uh, some modicum of spending some time caring for the body by relaxing, softening, uh, 
the English translations of this text usually uh, call this tranquilizing uh, the bodily formations. So relaxing the parts of the body that are been shaped by our tensions and holding and things like that. So it does involve a little bit bit of doing. Um, So we have to be careful not to do too much. But it can be very helpful to allow for this relaxing and settling of the body. And and as the body becomes more relaxed, it's easier to keep the mind more relaxed, the attention to be more relaxed as well. So any comments about that from any of you? I saw Anna Loy's hand first, so in the back. My efforts to observe my breath and all that sort of thing, I recognized that I was never able to do it, that I always wanted to control it. I always changed it. I was never able just really to observe it as it, it is. But as I began this meditation, it was as if all of a sudden an inner noise volume got turned way, way, way down. And at the first part, you were at the more intimate level, but I slipped into the watchtower mentality. And for the first time, I, I observed my breath exactly as it is. Nice. Fantastic. It just the first time ever. And then the consequence of that was that all my inner body tension just melted right away and all the aches and pains that I'd been aware of all of a sudden they were just gone and I was in this deeply relaxed state I mean I'm just kind of it's kind of mind-boggling it's happy to hear that and very happy and also happy to know that you um, didn't follow my instructions about the intimacy but but what and and that's that's a completely appropriate to you know completely appropriate to Kind of adjust adjust the awareness as it seems right for you, and so you, you did it wonderfully. Well, no, nothing. Right, great, Just thank you. Let's use the other mic. Where's the other mic? Because it's possible that mic's battery is low. What I latched on to this time was early in the sitting you said be the breath and my inclination was to be with the breath which implies a separateness and so when I was being the breath I felt it just kind of shifted everything shifted and I could be more present and just more expansive in general 
with either with the with the intimate or later as you went outward could be more present and expansive with that mm. as well. Wonderful. So it worked well for me. Thank you. Anybody else like to say something how it went or just didn't have to go well to report about it? So he said you can Jill, I think you can use this one now. Do you do batteries? But let's see if it works a little better. So, <clears throat> sorry, I really appreciated the um, like the soft acceptance of this, and mm-hmm. I think, and because of that, I was able to find areas of contractedness mm-hmm. that I didn't think I think were there, but I didn't allow them to be there mm-hmm. because, and it, it was okay to have them be there and just be okay with them. Mm-hmm. I think so, this is really great. And um, and also, I, I really appreciated, I never had the idea of awareness being like the breath coming and going, uh-huh. because I still have to, I re- it really helped me make progress when my awareness goes away, not to be shame myself, like, oh, you know. Right. And so that, I went, oh, it's natural, like the breath. That was huge for me. Okay, this is a really important point, that uh, some people have this idea that they're supposed to, awareness, once you're aware, it's like locking in, like, just awareness, like, you know, it's supposed to be a constant thing, right? But awareness is, um, you know, it comes and goes, like everything else comes and goes. And I, I like it more, the idea that uh, awareness, too, has a rhythm. And, um, and so you can be aware for a while, and then you won't be aware for a while. Aware for a while, and it can be, you know, don't, don't be upset the fact that you're not aware. It's just part of the rhythm of life that goes on. But you're, you, have a, you, you have a role in the rhythm, and your important role in the rhythm is to come back is to bring the awareness back and to establish it again and rather than just staying away. So whenever you remember, you, 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 and then over time, that rhythm will get more and more in favor of staying present and you'll be less away and more present. But it's not because you're holding there, you, it becomes more like you're resting in the present. So maybe a couple of more, those two, you, two of you, you can... And then we'll... <clears throat> I felt, um, in the beginning, I felt like the breath was uh, serving me like I I was this little cocoon, kind of like safe, feeling safe. I went through a trauma recently, and this uh, kind of, uh, I I think I needed to feel safe, and the breath provided that safety of being like a little mountain, but a little, tiny little mountain, solid and sitting and uh, feeling safe. And then, after a while, I noticed that I started blanking out. I needed not to feel whatever was, whatever was coming up, some trauma or pain, and, and start blanking out. So it was comfortable to just have a blank mind, uh-huh. like nothing Great. was going on. Great. Just let yourself be with how it, how it is, yes. no problems. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Thank you. I was um, I was considering that the the way in which your guidance was part of the process made a difference in my experience of the awareness of the process, like that you provided 
a container for... I'm not sure if I'm saying this right. You know how you might be in a situation where somebody is speaking and none of it penetrates because they're not aligned. But when you're... I think that some of the value of doing this in person is that a, that way you have of holding us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holding, coming back, supporting you, keeping you on track. Right. It's a very important part of this. Great. Thank you. Okay. So I would like to do one more meditation before we stop for lunch. I hope it's okay with all of you. But you've been sitting for a while and your body probably needs to stretch. So if you please stand and stretch and do what you need to do for a minute or two. So in these uh, 16 steps, that uh, this process of them, and as, as well as with other places where the Buddha teaches about the process of meditation, the instructions or the descriptions tend to go from the kind of the more outer experience we have to more and more inner experience. Uh, sometimes people say the gross to the more refined, but... I like th- for me, I like to think of it going from outer to inner. And so the body, as important as the body is, an experience of the body, um, the, uh, it's kind of like the beginning point of this process here, breathing and being. And then we start going into what's more intimate or closer into more what's um, going on for us, you know, more where things are more important for our lives. And the next step is um, has to do with uh, the subjective feelings, what it's like, uh, pleasant and unpleasant, to have these experiences of the body. So, as so you become more aware, attuned to the body, um, what becomes natural is to know things are comfortable or things are uncomfortable in the body, painful and pleasant. And, um, and that t- tends to stand out more clearly. And it's not a mistake that uh, your body is uncomfortable at times. It's not like you're, you're a bad meditator or something is wrong but it becomes what we open up to and become aware of. And uh, sometimes become aware of a fair amount of discomfort, sometimes very little, sometimes a fair amount of pleasure, sometimes just a little. But I think for a good percentage of uh, meditators or people, uh, we tend to give a little bit more priority or responsivity to uh, discomfort. We tend to give it a little more kind of, you know, 
value and importance and judgments and things like that. And for people who give more em- emphasis on pleasure, it's more often than not, there's attachment involved in it and you know, maybe a little bit kind of over-interest in, you know, over-attachment, over-wanting to celebrate, over-wanting to have a good time or something. <clears throat> the, the middle middle point in terms of meditation, this process, is not being neutral with no pleasure or pain, but is to little bit gently, um, just a tiny bit, <clears throat> uh, uh, include or tune in to that which is pleasant and enjoyable in the process. Not as a denial of what's unpleasant to or uncomfortable, not to ignore it, but uh, to fill in the picture and allow for, for that which is pleasant and enjoyable to begin to surface. Because as we get more settled in this, follow this process, inward process, we get more settled, more, more able to just be here for ourselves as we meditate and not thinking about things outside of here. The tendency is that uh, with concentration is for there to be more sense of uh, well-being, a sense of well-being, contentment, delight, satisfaction, ease. And, um, and that's expected part of the process um, in its own time. You can't rush it or force it. Um, but, uh, but to begin to appreciate that that's part of it, and then when it starts to happen, to open to it, to allow for it, to let it register. I know people who think they're not supposed to have pleasure when they meditate, and so they, they, they simply, or they think they're supposed to be uncomfortable. And so um, that's what they prioritize. And the, the, ple- the pleasant experiences, they just kind of, just, they don't let it register. They don't think it has any value. They just, um, and then, of course, there's people who overemphasize it, so please don't do that. Very simple, relaxed, just a... So we're going to go into this next phase of this instructions of breathing, which has to do with this subjective feeling of what it's like and the sense of of well-being that can be there. So, um, and if you don't have that, it's completely okay. Uh, Don't, uh, uh, being aware of how there is a sense of unease in the body or in in, in yourself, um, is that sometimes it's extremely important to just be with that, to allow for that, that's, could be very important what's going on for you when there's something uncomfortable happening in your body. It's not, uh, I'd rather not see it as a mistake. It's just sometimes important things are moving through us that are supported by being aware of it. Just being open for it and breathing with it. So with that, uh, take a meditation posture that's appropriate for you. If you need if you need to be more alert and less sleepy, it's sit up straighter. If you need to be a little bit more relaxed, maybe take a little bit more relaxed posture. And soften your belly. And as you exhale, release your body into your seat, into your cushion. So the weight of your body settles and is received by the chair, the cushion, the floor.
almost as if your whole weight of your body can shift. And so most of what's heavy in your body settles down to your lower body, lower half, and is there to support you, hold you, ground you. And then as you're sitting here, is there any sense of well-being? Even if it's very small, any sense of contentment? Or sense of ease? Any sense of pleasure, well-being, that's physical in your body. Maybe in your chest or your belly. Or in your hands, arms. You might feel other things as well, but whatever the subtle, small sense of well-being, let your breathing breathe with it, breathe through it. Almost as if the rhythm of breathing is a gentle wind from the bellows that are fanning fanning a flame. breathing itself, the experience of breathing, the rhythm of breathing. Is there any, <clears throat> any part of it which is, there's pleasant sensations, any pleasure that comes with breathing, any sensations that are <clears throat> enjoyable, Could be a particular part of this cycle of breathing is enjoyable, pleasant. And as you breathe, as you're aware of your breathing, also be aware of the pleasure. As As if you're making room for it to be there, to show itself. 
and perhaps whatever pleasure there is in breathing. can help keep you engaged in the breathing, staying right there with breath. And then staying with the experience of breathing, being aware of breathing. With the, allowing the per- peripheral vision or provisual, provi- uh, peripheral awareness to become a little aware of what's happening in the mind. Especially any tensions or agitation, tension holding in the mind. And don't be concerned with it. Don't be engaged too much in it. Just, just enough to know it on the edges of awareness. With the center of awareness being breathing and the pleasure of breathing pleasure of being in the body. You don't have to identify too much with what goes on in the mind. It's just stuff happening. And your job is to know it as you breathe with the peripheral awareness.
And then as you're sitting here, breathing in and breathing out, if it's easy enough, allow yourself to relax the mind. Relax the thinking muscle. Letting the activity, whatever activity or energy or tension there is in the mind. See if you can let it drain away or settle out. The image I like to use is that of agitated water, lots of waves in it. And then the waves settle out and the top of the water becomes completely still and quiet. So in the same way, letting your mind become quiet and still. Maybe every time you exhale, a small movement towards relaxing the mind.
And then noticing what happens to you, what happens to awareness, to activities of the mind. When I ring the bell to end this sitting, As I've been saying, the, the way the Buddha taught mindfulness of the breathing, there's a progression, there's an unfolding that goes on. And it begins with just being aware of breathing in a simple way to help settle the mind, be here in the present moment, get focused, get stable. And then becoming aware of the body, then relaxing the body, becoming aware of whatever sense of well-being, pleasure, happiness there can be as we practice. And then becoming aware of the mind, the mental activity of the mind, not the mind, but the mental activity, and then relaxing that activity, softening, relaxing the thoughts, the agitation, the energy there. That's kind of the sequence so far. And um, what do you think it's, what was it like for you? Or what's it like to come to the part where we relax the mind, the mental activity, after doing all the others first. What way does that set the stage for relaxing the mind for you? How did it set the stage? It just seemed to uh, have provided a lot lot less activity on all levels so that by the time you invited us to see what was enjoyable about the breath um, or the body, it was mostly very easeful, very enjoyable. And I was surprised by there was very little happening in the mind that was Mm. nothing was sticky it was just it flowed a little bit and sometimes it just was content great nice very nice thank you there's another one coming Um, because there was finally some calm I could see I could experience clinging in a more direct way, like a physical sensation. Um, Whenever you, because I had the calm and I was like, oh, finally. (laughs) And there weren't really any thoughts that I was clinging, but when I noticed I thought you were moving and perhaps about to ring the bell, I could feel this like, there was like a tightness in my chest and then in my brow and in my legs, it was just like this simultaneous like, no, 
<laughs> but it was totally nonverbal. It was just my body's response, and I was just like, oh, clinging. <laughs> and it was totally fine. It was really interesting to uh-huh. see that directly without my thoughts about it. Wonderful. I like that a lot. And as we do this process, both in meditation and also in daily life, we become aware more of the subtle ways in which this kind of stuff works, the reactions we have. And if you see it, then you're less likely to be pushed around by it. Um, a few, a couple of times before when I've been meditating my own, I felt this um, beautiful feeling of calm and pleasure, and I felt guilty because I thought you weren't supposed to feel that. Um, and it was really nice to have you give us the guidance and the permission to have that feeling. And I found that... Um, I could get to it almost instantly after you, you initiated it. And I just, I felt my shoulders really relaxing. Mm. And the same with my belly. And I really had a pleasant experience. Very nice. Wonderful. Thank you, Susan. It's not good you have too much of it, as you said. Uh, yeah, it's okay to have a lot of it. What's 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 really the problem is if you get attached to it, you get too involved in it and hold on to it, and, and you start thinking it's it's really special, and start thinking that you're really special for having it. <laughs> then, then it gets more complicated than it needs to than it needs to be. So, Marilyn. Um, I felt like the. The, uh, it was easier to be aware of the mind when there was something to do. So I thought it was easier in the beginning when I was more or less following what you were saying and there was, you know, a physical task and then and then there was a pause and then there was something about with the mind. And, and I, I've actually found it more difficult so it got kind of more vague when we got to the mind, mental activity? And Yeah, and also yeah. just not having uh, something to, a task maybe, uh-huh. a mindfulness task. Uh-huh. Well, I think the default task always with this is the, is the rhythm of breathing. So that's the task. That's what we center ourselves with. That's the center of the whole picture. And so if nothing else is going on in the peripheral, you don't have to worry about it. But the idea is that as you... As, as you do this process, to open up to the peripheral, what's in the edges of the experience, and start taking it in. And if, and if the mind or pleasure or well-being doesn't appear, don't worry about it whatsoever because you still have the breathing. And so you always, the beginning stages of this process always are always remain important. In some ways, they remain, remain kind of like the foundation that we keep doing. Make sense? So you're not like you're shifting into something else. You're just opening up to include more. And if it's there, then great. If it's not there, there's not a problem. Okay. So um, for some of you, this is review because we've done, gone through this from different angles before in this uh, series. And um, what I'm trying to get to, you know, we've kind of been kind of not, we've kind of been reviewing actually the last few sessions to, you know, and um, so if we're a little bit more luck, in the afternoon we'll um, get into the beginning of the fourth tetrad.
which is, uh, has to do with impermanence. And so I'll talk about impermanence and enter, you know, it's, it's impermanence, the uh, phenomena of experience is kind of the hallmark or the primary, tuning into it, being aware of it, really one of the primary characteristics of vipassana. The mindfulness is, becomes vipassana when the mindfulness is strong enough to really become aware of impermanence in our experience, how it arises and passes. So uh, we'll touch on that this afternoon after lunch. So we'll start again in here at 1.15 and uh, people know how we'll set up tables and chairs in the hall and, and um, you're welcome to talk and chat with each other and get to know each other and if you're new here and don't know anyone, uh, I could vouch that these are friendly people. And, and uh, you could just just sit down with anyone where there's empty and start talking. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll be friendly. So, thank you.